The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. This is the Full Spectrum Podcast with Big Data and Maverick, available wherever you get your podcasts. It's the big data. Oh, sorry, man. I was listening to this other podcast before I came on. It's got this uh, tune stuck in my head. I apologize. You are. What's going on, buddy? You are rhythmical. <laughs> I told you, crazy legs. By the way, that last week, uh, people's interpretation of me popping and locking, huge success. Huge success. Uh, to the point where I, did my eyes deceive me? Did I see a big name? Like, not just a big name, a huge name in sports. Check us out last week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I won't name any names, but he just signed for some big bucks. It's all Greek to me. Um, anyways, from there, let's uh, get over to uh, the biggest story of the week. I mean, we can talk about the fact that the NBA started today and we still have to do the Western edition today. We can talk about the NFL, the Jets pulling off a huge win. We can talk about the pump and dump. We even get into the great debate. Hell, I'll even tell you who the national championship games are going to be. But before all that, you know what I really want to talk about? How about Dwayne Haskins going to the strip club after a huge win? Oh, wait. No, they didn't. Huge loss last week to the Seattle Seahawks. He is getting ripped apart. Are they giving a – aren't they a little harsh on Dwayne? Like, what what do they want from the guy? I mean, he was not acting like a gentleman, apparently. Maskless. (laughs) Maskless in a strip club. You don't say. Really? Like but, well, I don't know about you. Don't, I don't know about you, Maverick, but didn't you used to wear a mask in when you went into the strip clubs anyway? Well, let me tell you let me tell you something. A hundred percent, because if my wife caught me going into one of those places, I'd for sure get killed. So I was wearing a mask pre-COVID days. That's not a big deal. But here's my big thing. Okay, hold on a second. You're in a strip club where it's sans clothes anyway. So the way I look at it is wasn't he just doing the etiquette of the strip club attire? Like wearing a mask is almost a it's like an ignorant thing to do in a strip club, in my opinion. I mean, that's just uh, etiquette. I think he was being etiquette. Well, is it, uh, isn't that where you keep your bills now? Also true. Good point. Good point. We're, the different kind of string that you put your money around. <laughs> yes, it's so true. You know what? I got to check it out. I, you know, for, for, for purposes of the podcast, I'm going to go to a strip club sooner than later. I got to check it out. I got to see what's it like there. It must be kind of creepy, right? Like, the girls are kind of getting naked and getting all, all, all ready for you, but they keep the mask on because that's going to keep the COVID away, right? Well, it depends which state you're in, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Poor, you know what, Dwayne, listen, man, you're a young guy. You're trying to get your starting job back. I get it. I'm on your side. You got the Maverick backing you up. Don't you worry. From there, we got to talk NBA. Look, the NBA Western uh, review is up because literally as of just a few hours ago, the NBA season already up and started. Like, talk about the keeners of the of the leagues. Eh? You got NFL about to end. You got NHL ready to start in a month. I mean, they're, they're just they're sleeping in. But the NBA already crowned their champions. They're ready to go. Big data. Give everybody the Western review. Yeah, let's go for it. So last week uh, we went through the East preview. Uh, I gave my thoughts on who the playoff teams would be and even gave you a few thoughts on the dregs of the East. We'll do the same thing today for the West preview. Let's get it started 
the top seed this year is going to be the defending champs. Oh, yeah. Looks like the Lakers, they're definitely the favorites. Uh, They might have, you know, really gotten lucky here. Last year's second-round pick, Taylor Horton Tucker, uh, he, you know, he was a nothing player last year, exploded in the preseason. If he's the real deal and they have another solid scoring option, uh, they're going to be tough to handle. Um, they have signed Dennis Schroeder, uh, formerly of the Thunder and the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Uh, he's going to look really good. Everyone looks pretty good by LeBron, but he's going to look really good beside LeBron. Uh, they kept uh, Markeith Morris. They gave him uh, $16 million for four years, so a $64 million deal. Uh, they grabbed uh, Mark Gasol, who's going to come off the bench. Uh, looks like probably Kyle Kuzma is going to come off the bench. They also extended uh, Kyle three years, forty million, and the big signing. They stole Montrez Harrell from the Clippers. Uh, now, in and of itself, it's a, definitely a talent upgrade uh, for the Lakers. I don't know how it works with David, or sorry, Davis and Harrell playing together. Uh, I think it's kind of a weird fit, especially defensively. Uh, maybe they can make it work um, with, you know, of course, with LeBron, almost anything can work. But uh, I think maybe it might be a thing where uh, Harold is better off with the bench units. And maybe, you know, it's a huge upgrade, you know, if he plays with Gasol off their bench. Uh, so basically, uh, they let go of quite a few players, but they've got some new guys and they look way stronger than last year. What about the what about their secret weapon, the little Greek freak coming off the bench? Will we actually see him play basketball this year? Uh, I think you're likely to see him uh, if you're watching the Lakers G League team. Excellent. Okay, got it. <laughs> uh, next up, I'm not going to go with the other LA team yet. I'm going what with the other team that made the Western Conference Finals last year. That's right. Your Denver Nuggets. Mm. So last week we were talking about how expensive the big three in Milwaukee uh, are going to be now, $101 million next year. Well, there's a big three in Denver also, and they're not that expensive, actually. We've got <laughs> Jokic, Murray, and Porter. They're going to make about $60 million next year, which is, you know, pretty reasonable. It's like, you know... High 20s for each of Jokic and Murray, and then Porter's a rookie. He barely makes anything, three and a half million. Uh, Now, that's a deal, my friend. That is a great deal. It's a great deal. So, they they did lose Jeremy Grant, who was a a nice piece on their team. Got huge money with the Pistons, uh, 20 million bucks a year for three years. Um, But they did keep uh, Millsap, and they kept their backup point guard, uh, Monte Morris. Uh, they had a couple guys last year, Harris and Barton, who were injured. And when Harris came back in the playoffs, that's when their defense really, you know, got back to being a reasonable defense. They were they were absolutely trash in the first couple rounds of the playoffs. But again, Nuggets are going to be strong this year. Um, now, do we think they can win the title? Probably not, but they're going to be, you know, lots of wins, and they're going to be a problem uh, in the playoffs. For $20 million, I'd move to Detroit, too. Continue. 
Didn't you get an offer actually recently? <laughs> I declined it. It was 19.9. <laughs> uh, next up, the other LA team, we got the Clippers. Pretty interesting offseason for the Clippers after their, you know, we've talked about it quite a bit. They're brutal, uh, up three to one, losing three games in a row in the Nuggets with a lead uh, in the second half of all those games. What did that do? They got rid of Doc, Doc Rivers. Uh, they promoted Tyron Lue as the head coach. And we mentioned they lost, uh, you know, six-man of the year, Montrez Harrell, to the Lakers. But they did get Serge Ibaka on a pretty cheap two-year deal for less than $20 bucks. Uh, they made a couple of trades. They got Kennard from the Pistons. Uh, they just gave him $16 million a year for the next four years. Uh, the Albatross contract of Nicholas Batum got waived by and stretched by the, the Hornets. So he came to the Clippers on a minimum deal. So all in all, I think the Clippers, they better balanced uh, their team. Uh, they might, they're, they're pretty even on talent. Uh, I think Ibaka uh, is as good as Harrell. Uh, he gives a little bit of a different dimension with his three-point shooting. I think that's going to help them out. So I think they, they have a better composition this year. Uh, but again, they're lacking that leader. And I think it showed up in the playoffs. There's your whole thing. Ibaka was the hidden weapon in Toronto. Now the new, new hidden weapon. Call it the big three in the Clippers land, along with Paul George. Big, big. People don't see it. I see it. I I see where you're going with it. Go on. And I guess we left out. They they gave uh, Paul George about $230 million as well. So Unbelievable, man. (laughs) You know what? We'll leave that for another podcast. Absolutely. Next up, we've got the Dallas Mavericks. What an exciting team. Uh, Luka Doncic is one of the favorites for the MVP award this year. They didn't do that much, actually. Uh, What they did do is they got Josh Richardson from the Heat. And that's really a great move, I think, for them. They needed one of those tough-minded defensive players. Uh, He's an okay three-point shooter, but what he's really good at is, is... you know, doing the pump fake and driving to the basket. He's going to get a lot of opportunities like that with Luca on the floor. And I think in the end, Luca's going to take them to the, the next level this year. Now, is that enough to make it to the Western Conference Finals? Possibly. I think they have an okay shot at it. Uh, but the LA teams and the Nuggets are, are really good this year. Two, two things on the, on the Dallas Mavericks. Number one, you said they didn't do anything new. Have you seen the new uniforms? They look fantastic. <laughs> the white and gold trim, love it. And second thing, Przingis, does he not look like a little bit of a, a younger and much taller and skinnier Dolph Lundgren? You know, I think he's an illegitimate son of Dolph, actually. I think he was filming something, uh, you know, in uh, Eastern Europe there, and the old Przingis popped up. I love where you have him placed. I think fourth is a great, great position you got him in. Keep going, big data. Next up, the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, you know, smart team. Uh, they always make good moves, and this year was was no different. They added uh, Robert Covington, which is a nice addition for them. They had a huge hole uh, in the in the four, power forward spot. Uh, they brought Enes Cantor back. He was really good for them a couple years ago. And they got a good player from Miami, Derek Jones Jr. Uh, they're a deep team. Uh, they were so injured last year. I could see them coming back to the norm with, uh, you know, relatively good health this year. And I think, you know, I, I have them fifth for the season. 
but I don't think anyone wants to play them in the playoffs. That's the kind of team where, you know, this last year, yeah, they they had a hard time with the Lakers. They kind of ran out of gas, but man, they were they were awesome in the bubble, and they did it on fumes. They they barely made they they barely had any guys left by the end. So this is the kind of team. Yeah, you don't want to play them in the playoffs. Listen, Lillard, Lillard showed everyone that he is a scoring machine and maybe the most dangerous scorer in the entire league. Yeah, I said it. You know, I, I can't disagree with you. He is an impressive, impressive player. Next up, I mean, this shows you how deep the West is. In sixth place, or in the sixth seed in the playoff, we have the Utah Jazz. They extended Rudy Gobert and Spider Mitchell to the tune of combined $400 million for the next five years. You know how earlier I said there was a deal to be in, in uh, Mile High City? This is not so much that same deal. This is not the same thing. <laughs> You're going to have to think twice about that one. Yeah, no doubt. But good news for the Jag, the, the Jazz, sorry. Bogdan, the other Bogdan Bogdanovich is back. Derek Favors is back. Mike Conley is back. So they have a solid, solid team. Uh, they have, they usually have, you know, a good home court advantage. But you know what? I can't see them getting out of the second round. Uh, you know, I really love Spider Mitchell. He just, he was just as good as Jamal Murray. They just didn't, couldn't pull it out in that seventh game. Rudy at that kind of money, uh, it's the biggest contract for a center ever. Uh, and he's an excellent player. I wouldn't want to pay him $40 million a year, though. The, you know, all I'm going to say is this. A French guy got $40 million and a Greek guy got 46 That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it right there. Next up, in, in this, I think will be the seventh seed, is your former dynasty, the Golden State Warriors. Curry mm-hmm. and Draymond are back. Clay Thompson is out for the season, unfortunately. Uh, they still have Andrew Wiggins on the team in the trade last year. They had the second pick overall because they were so bad with everyone hurt last year. And they drafted uh, Wiseman. He's going to be, you know, a work in progress. Uh, I don't know he had that. a big game tonight. He had a big game tonight. Oh, that's good for him. Yeah, he, he, you know, I mean, on the Warriors, he's going to be great. I just don't know how, you know, young big men tend to struggle. But, you know, there's a chance. And they also added... After the Thompson injury, they added Kelly Oubre, which was a nice pickup. Um, in any game, they're still dangerous. But ultimately, without Clay's defense, uh, I think they're relatively harmless this year. One quick thing. Can you get a technical for cornrows? Because Steph, uh, Steph Curry's got to go back to his old haircut. The, the cornrows don't, don't do him justice. Absolutely. we got to get rid of him. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I needed that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, eight seed is where it gets interesting. I'm going with the Phoenix Suns. What? They added CP3 in the offseason. Devin Booker is completely a star now. Uh, Aiton's getting better. This is his third year coming up. Uh, He keeps going better and better. And I think they have an excellent coach in Monty Williams. I think the Suns will make a push for the playoffs this year. That's big. That is some big news as your eighth place team because you've left a, a lot under the not making the playoffs. Big data. Give them the list of big teams, big players that aren't going to go to the dance. Yeah, so the next two ones really, really are tough to omit from the playoffs. 
In the ninth seed, I have the eighth seed from last year, the Memphis Grizzlies. You gotta love John Morant. You gotta mm-hmm. love Jaron Jackson Jr. Brandon Clark is fascinating. They signed another Gonzaga guy, Killian Tilly, as a free agent. They're they're really exciting. They're a decent team, but they're just they're too young. They're too inexperienced. They don't play defense, and this is what's going to keep them out of the playoffs. Who needs defense when you can dunk on guys? <laughs> keep going. Speaking of dunking on guys, next up I have the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh boy! Oh boy! The NBA is not going to let you and anybody let Zion not in the playoffs. Sorry, buddy, that ain't happening. I'll tell you that right now. So yeah, Z- Zion's off his minutes restriction. He's going to be playing full minutes. They gave Brandon Ingram a max extension. Uh, they traded for Stephen Adams and Eric Bledsoe, but I think they're weaker without Holiday on their team anymore. Uh, can Zion actually stay healthy? Uh, and put in a full NBA season at his 275 pounds or whatever he is now. And again, they just don't play any defense. Are they going to tighten up the defense? And if they don't, they're not going to make the playoffs. Can Zion play with flip-flops or just barefoot? He can. He he probably prefer flip-flops. It's a little cooler, but I think he can do whatever. Just curious. I wanted to know what the NBA rule with that was. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then the most exciting team in the NBA from a news perspective this year, the Houston Rockets. Uh Uh-huh. I was wondering where you put them. Okay. So I have them out of the playoffs. They traded Russell Westbrook for John Wall. They signed DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, They signed Christian Wood. But all anybody wants to talk about is Harden, Harden, Harden. So news came out today. He's not been behaving very nicely since he finally made it to camp. And I'm going to say he's pulling a Minnesota Jimmy Butler. Oh, boy. It's the best strategy going. You make the team miserable. And you say, you know what? They're going to want to get me out of here. And in their perspective, they want the deal to be lopsided to the team that they're going to trade to. And then his next team will be better. But, man, if you're the trading team, look at what Minnesota got for Jimmy Butler back then. They traded Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton to the Philadelphia 76ers. They got Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Jared Bayless, and a second-round pick in 2022. That is the proverbial poop-poop platter as for Bill Simmons. <laughs> well, let me ask you this then, since we're on it. There's been a, a numerous amount of inklings on who wants Harden. We've heard the Brooklyn. We heard the Golden State. There's another team that's in the running that I just recently heard, and I was actually super surprised to hear this team might actually want them. Yeah, I think the best trade that I've seen out there so far, uh, I think those Canadian fellows from Sportsnet had put it out there, is the Toronto Raptors trading Siakam. Norm Powell, wow, Terrence Davis, and uh, just one first-round pick uh, to get Harden. And if they wanted to sweet it, sweeten up the deal a little bit more, they could get P.J. Tucker as well. Uh, makes a lot of sense uh, from both sides. Uh, you would be getting some really good players back if you're Houston. Uh, and if you're Toronto, you're not completely gutting your team 
uh, or your future. Uh, and that, yeah, it's the best trade I've seen so far, to tell you the truth, for rumors. Uh, as well, they go. I mean, a couple of years ago, Toronto, I mean, obviously with Kawhi, but they were known as the best bench team, the best team, right? Like that literally from top to bottom, they were stacked. Now you're telling me that this team method methodology that they have are going to be decimated by one guy with a beard. Unbelievable. Uh, keep going. I We could go on this all day. Keep going. Yeah, and then Again, the West is so deep. Next up, we've got the Sacramento Kings. Uh, they gave Fox a max extension. They lost our favorite Bogdan Bogdanovich to the Hawks in free agency. But they drafted a really good player who had fallen in the draft, Tyrese Halliburton. He looks great so far. And they signed, weirdly enough, Hassan Whiteside. Um, overall, they were okay moves. Uh, but none of the changes are really going to get them you know, anywhere much higher in the, in the super competitive West. Uh, next up, we've got the San Antonio Spurs, if you can believe it. I think they're going to be out hmm. of the playoffs two years in a row. They extended White. They kept DeRozan and Aldridge. Uh, they're, they're building something with the kids on their team, but but really I don't think they have much of a chance uh, in the West. They signed Al Horford. Uh, they got George Hill and Trevor Ariza. And they're basically going to be bad, and they're going to let Shade Gilgis Alexander uh, try to be a number one option, and they're going to improve their draft position. And then the worst of the worst, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Still a pretty talented team to be the worst in the conference. They traded for Ricky Rubio. They got Anthony Edwards as the number one pick. They, for some reason, gave Malik Beasley four years and $60 million where I don't think anyone would have given him anywhere near that money. Uh, Towns is awesome on offense. Terrible on defense. Same with D'Angelo Russell. I'm putting them in the basement again. Now, going back, who's the team I would pick in each conference uh, to go to the finals? I'm going to give the people what they want. We're going Bucks. We're going Lakers. <laughs> wow. Really, really picked those two out of a hat, didn't you, bud? <laughs> That's a good one. I like, I like that. That's awesome. <laughs> From there, let's go to the NCAA. The championship committee has finally come together. The championship games, one in the ACC, one in the SEC, were played last week because those are the ones that truly matter. And here we go. It's Alabama at number one. Who are they going to take on in the playoff format? It's you, number four, Notre Dame. And then number two, Clemson is taking on Ohio State. Yes, Ohio State made it. There was some crying. People blubbered and got upset, but who cares? Truthfully, the best four teams are in the playoffs. And one last thing I just quickly want to say and highlight, I told you Clemson was going to murder Notre Dame. I hope you guys followed my advice. Put a little bit of money on that action because that wasn't even close. And, and I truly tell you, Trevor Lawrence is a, a generational quarterback. Like This guy literally, where the last time they played each other, this was a back-and-forth game. This looked like a, a senior playing a junior. It was unbelievable. It's too easy. And you know what? I'm going to make a bold prediction. It is going to be Alabama. It is going to be Clemson again. But this time, Clemson will close it out. Yes, I am pulling up the huge upset. It will be Clemson winning the national championship in this COVID-ridden year. I just want to say I totally agree with you. I'm just sad that Notre Dame got in and two of our favorites, Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina, didn't make it. Don't they like underdogs in, in the NCAA football why do they always go with these these teams? Let some of these unbeaten teams in from the smaller divisions, and let's have some fun. 
I couldn't agree more. If anything, you know, here, here's the answer to that question. Just expand the playoff. Make it eight teams. And then we get what we want, and everyone's happy. You're getting other teams that normally don't get highlighted get it. You know, you have a little fun, and you might even actually see an upset. But truthfully, the best four teams are the ones that are in. I don't like this any more than anyone else does because everyone knows I'm the rooster here. I'm the rooster. I wanted to see, <laughs> you know, Coastal Carolina make it. But what are we supposed to do? This is the way the COVID has done it. I blame COVID entirely for this whole thing. You love the Chanticleers. Love the Chanticleers. From there, let's go to the NFL. Speaking of Trevor Lawrence, the sweepstakes are up. And ladies and gentlemen, the New York Jets, all they had to do was keep losing. It was simple. They didn't have to play. They didn't have to do anything. But what did they want to do this week? They said, no, we got to make a statement. We got to win at least one game. Well, somebody in their management wasn't doing the math because if they even win one game, they've lost the first round draft pick. So they ended up pulling off a huge upset at L.A. against the Rams, who are in the playoffs. We'll get into that another day. It doesn't really make a difference. But the Jets pull off the win. They are now out of the sweepstakes of getting the Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars are going to end up grabbing Mr. Lawrence. The Jets end up are going to get the number two pick. The big question, Big Data, was that a mistake or was that pride getting ahead of the Jets? I mean, it's hard to blame them. They've lost 13 weeks in a row. Uh, You are paid to try and win games. The only problem is none of the folks running the team or coaching the team will be back next year. So they won't benefit from Trevor Lawrence anyway. uh, It's a huge difference in talent from Trevor Lawrence. I think Justin Fields is also a really good quarterback, but he's not one of those generational guys. Uh, So yeah, it's a huge blow for the Jets. Uh, The Jets fans didn't care that they won that game. They just want Trevor Lawrence and Hey, enjoy Florida, Trevor. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think that guy got really happy because he's got some offensive tools around him in uh, Jacksonville as well. Not too bad. Defense needs a lot of work, but hey, offensively, might be kind of fun to watch. Let's talk about a team the dynasty is finally over. Ladies and gentlemen, 2009 was the last time they missed the playoffs. It's you, New England. They have now officially missed the playoffs. I'm actually heartbroken about it because I was really cheering for Bill Ball this year. But the New England Patriots are out. They are not going to win the AFC East. That means somebody had to win it. 25 years in the making. Hey, they said we had a chance. It's you, Buffalo Bills. You, Josh Allen. What a great performance you got. I got to tip my hat to the Buffalo Bills. They have done it. It took them 25 years, but they finally won the division. And Bills Mafia, I don't know if you saw the highlights, they were in full force at the airport cheering on their team and welcoming them back from their big win in Denver. Big data, what did you think, and how do you feel about Bills Mafia making it to the playoffs as the number one seed in the AFCs? Well, basically, it just made me want to order Buffalo chicken wings. Yeah, isn't that the truth? You know, that that's couldn't agree more because outside of that, sorry, Buffalo fan, what else is there to do in <laughs> Buffalo? Your hockey team sucks. Let's just call it what it is. We know we know a little bit about hockey. And uh, you know, you guys took twenty five years to get there. Josh Allen's on fire. I love the way Buffalo's playing right now. And Buffalo Hot Wings, you're right. That's uh, that's all they got going on. So, hey, all right. Congrats, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you guys. <laughs> From there, let's get to the big, big segment that we love doing, and it's in the semifinals. It's Pump and Dump. Semifinal edition. Most of us are eliminated already. Uh, but for those of you still playing, Let's go through it quickly. 
quarterbacks. The the one big move in the quarterbacks is Josh Allen has moved up to third place. So if you had Josh Allen in your semifinal, you probably moved on. If you had Ben Roethlisberger in the semifinal, oh my God. there's no way you moved on. He had eight points, one interception, one fumble in the loss. Moved on. The guy can't move at all, man. The guy is as bad as it is in that. In that, I thought Tom Brady was slow. Ben, Tom looks like Hussein Bolt compared <laughs> to Ben. And then we got the running backs are the same. I will say though, Kenyon Drake, three points against the Eagles. You let your owners down. Oh no! Uh, oh, wide no. receivers relatively the same. Uh, Cam Ridley's snuck back up into the fourth spot, and you know what? I keep making fun of the America's team, but Amari Cooper, if you had him in your semifinal, you probably lost. He had one point. Tight ends, same. If you had, like me, TJ Hawkinson, though, he got you a minus one. That hurt. (laughs) How do you get a minus one as a tight end? He had two catches for like 18 yards, but he had a fumble, so it was minus two points there, so he had a minus wow. one terrible. Uh, top defense, still the Steelers. Bottom defense, still the Lions. And, again, who cares about the kickers? Absolutely. You know what I really wanted to talk about in NFL, but, you know, because we had to cover the NBA, we'll talk about it next week because it's going to be a storyline. The Philadelphia Eagles. Wentz is crying to the media, that, and he's basically come out and said, I don't want to be the backup here. It's so crazy, the Philadelphia situation. But for once, and I'm going to leave this as a cliffhanger, I might actually kind of feel bad for Wentz. Tune in next week and you'll see why. Because (laughs) I think the guy actually might have a point here. I feel like the guy's never got his due justice over there, man. He's never gotten it. But with that being said, you know it's our favorite time of the, the, the podcast. It's your favorite time. It's the great debate. You, Big Data, tell the people what we're talking about this week. So in honor of the uh, James Harden situation, uh, we're going to put you in the seat of the owner or the general manager of a sports team. Do you put up with a player who wants to leave that is purposely behaving badly? Or do you trade them ASAP and take a lesser deal to get rid of them? Examples being Vince Carter with the Raptors, Jimmy Butler with the Minnesota Timberwolves and what's happening right now with James Harden. Maverick, I'll let you take the first stab at this one. This is this is truthfully what I would do. If I had the situation, I'll use the Harden one quickly. If I got a guy right now who is just causing havoc amongst the team and he's being disruptive in in every way, and I want to use I wanted to use another word, but I won't. I'm gonna tell you this: I keep him. You know why? Because he's only losing himself value. Until he starts playing up to expectations like everyone wants him to, then I got something. Right now, no matter how great a scorer he's been, he's showing everyone how crazy and how bad a teammate he is. And that in the locker room. A team like Toronto, I'm absolutely baffled how Toronto would want this guy when they were known as the team, as the like maybe the best all-round team in the NBA. So in my case, I hold on to him and I make him change his ways. Yeah. I'm the dad figure in this one. I'm going to agree with you. Get full value for these guys. I mean, that Jimmy Butler trade was so bad. Oh, the Raptors, when they traded Vince Carter, it was such an awful trade. Trade from a position of strength. You know, he's 
at an age where he's not going to give up on a season, a guy like James Harden, wait till they rehabilitate their value and then trade them, put up with the bad behavior, find the heck out of them, give them a curfew so they can't go to a strip club every night. And that's it, folks. Well, let's not be too hard on them. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's not be too hard. And one last thing I would just want to throw this at. He was offered $50 million. You think I'm going to feel bad for you? You you don't want to be here, and we're we were about to give you fifty. Get the hell out of here! I'm not gonna feel. You're gonna stick around here, and you're gonna play your ass off. That's what's gonna happen here, Harden. That's what's gonna happen. You gotta stay I'm not going anywhere. Damn strong. right, man. Well, there it is, Big Data. Great episode once again. I don't like pumping our tires too much, but hey, I I, I call it the way I see it. That was an excellent one. It's only a couple of days away till uh, Christmas. So happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and all that fun stuff to everyone out there. Feliz Navidad and all that fun stuff. Wishing you guys well from myself, the Maverick, and Big Data. Hey, Big Data, tell them the good stuff. All the best, everybody. Have a happy and safe holidays. The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. $50 $50 million. I'm going to feel bad for this guy. Are you crazy? I can't do this. This is crazy. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Hope you get everything you wanted. I hope your kids didn't chintz out on your presents. Be well, stay safe, and talk to you soon.